Okay, today's daf is Yevamus daf Chavhei. We are holding on daf Chav Talid Amid Beis. We were in the middle of discussing a machlokas we had yesterday between Rav and Rav Sheshes. The Mishnah had said that if a man is nitan al ish, people are saying that he was uh, that he was sleeping with an eishas ish, and then the woman got divorced, he's not allowed to marry that woman. And afal pishakanas yotzi, even if he does marry her, he has to divorce her. So we had a machlokas between Rav and Rav Sheshes. What are the circumstances under which we're going to force him to divorce her? Rav says that's only if there are edim that those rumors about him were true. Rav Sheshis says, even if there were no Edim. So yesterday we learned one of the kashas of Rav Sheshis, one of the rayas Rav Sheshis has against Rav. Today we're going to start with the second raya Rav Sheshis has against Rav. The Gemara is going to talk a little bit about how we pass in la'alacha, the, the halacha like Rav, like Rebbe. The Gemara is going to tell us the difference between a kala de pasik and a kala de lo pasik, depending how strong the rumors, uh, the rumors may have been. Then the Gemara is going to talk about someone who divorces his wife because she has a, uh, because because she, she had taken the darim or, or the like, and then he remarries her. So is he, does, he, does he have to divorce her in that case? And it's going to compare it to our Mishnah. But then we're going to have three ways to distinguish between that and the case of, uh, of our Mishnah. And then the primary sugi on today's daf starts with the Mishnah of Chafeh where it's going to talk about a person who comes and says that a woman is divorced, either by bringing her get and saying, where we're relying on his statement, or by saying that I saw the husband is dead, or I killed the husband, or I and a group of people killed the husband. So discussion in the Mishnah, whether that man who came and told us about the death of the husband is allowed to marry the wife. Part of this discussion is going to be whether Ein Adam Mesim Atzma Rasha can a person be believed to say that he killed the husband if that by definition means that he's going to be that he's he's a Rasha whether that's uh, that's something that that he's uh, that he's believed to do. And then the Mishnah on base is going to talk about a um, Tamil Chacham who who uh, who uh, asked a woman with a neder on her husband that he also shouldn't marry her or uh, the, but if he participated in a in where she did the chalitza, then he's allowed to marry her because that wasn't just his personal thing; that was a based in related issue. So let's begin again uh, with Mesive, uh, about twelve lines, fifteen lines on the bottom of the page, where the Gemara on Chavdalin and Beis had just had this machlokas between Rav and Rav Sheshes, where Rav says that if there were rumors going around that this man was sleeping with a married woman, then he married the woman. The Mishnah says he has to divorce her. Rav says he only has to divorce her. If there are aidim to the effect that he uh, that 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 he had done the, what, what he was accused of doing, so frankly, Gemara Meisve will ask another kash against Rav, another Rai against Rav. That our whole Mishnah, when it says that he has to divorce her, that's only if she doesn't have children from her previous marriage, from the marriage that she was accused of having uh, of having cheated on her husband. But if she has children from the, from that marriage, she should not get divorced because if she gets divorced and she has children from that marriage, and everyone's going to say that she's divorced, she has to get divorced from her new husband because this new husband was sleeping with her while she was married to the first husband, well then it's going to be Motzilaz and her children that they're all Mamzerim. Everyone's going to assume that there was the, that this was going on while she was married and maybe the, maybe the children aren't her first husband's children. So in that case, we can't mess up the children's lives like that. Lotate say we don't make them get divorced. But if they're Eidei Tumah, if they're Eidim to the effect that, uh, that, she had, that she had done this while she was married to the first husband, then even if she has children from the first husband, she has to get divorced 
from this second husband, from the from the Boel, who we now know was Boel, her through the Edom. But apparently, what you see from here is that uh, that it's only um, that 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 if she doesn't have any children, that we, you would make her get divorced even without Edom, because we said that if she doesn't have any children, we make her get divorced. Uh, and the, it's only if, and if she does have children, uh, and if, it's only if she does have children that we don't make her get divorced. And then we said, and even if she does have children and there are Edim, but there are Edim also, then we'll make her get divorced. But bottom line is, you see against Rav, because Rav said the only time we're ever going to make them get divorced from the second husband is if there are Edim. But over here, the assumption is that when there are when, when there are children and there are no that that uh, when there are no children and there are no Edim, we'll still make them get divorced. So answers Gemara Rav Mukila Lemasnisin Biyeshla Bana Biyeshla Edim. I mean, when Rav says that we only make her get divorced in the in the Mishnah if uh, there are Edim, he meant that the, he assumed the Mishnah saw a case where there are Banim as well, where there are children. So since there are children without Edim, we can't make them get divorced because that's going to turn the children into Mamzerim. Everyone's going to say the children are Mamzerim. So given that that circumstance that there are children, that's what Rav says. Only if there are Edim, we make them get divorced. But what forced Rav into such an ukimta to say that the Mishnah is Davka talking about a case where there are Banim and there are Edim, and the only reason we make them get divorced is because there are Edim, and if there were no Edim, you would not get divorced because of the children. Why doesn't he instead say, Say that when the Mishnah tells us that they have to get divorced, maybe it's talking about a case where there are no children and there are no Edim. And why doesn't he say that's the halacha, that without any children, without any Edim, still we're going to make them get divorced. He had difficulty reading that into the Mishnah, meaning he made the Sukimta because he thought the language of the Mishnah fits the Sukimta better. He thought that it works better if we're talking about a case where there are Yeshla Banim and Yeshla Edim. Because my area the Tani Hotsi'uha, Lisni Hotsi'a. Why does it say Hotsi'uha? What was the case? Nitan Alishasish. And they took her out of his hands. Why doesn't it just say Hotsia? He divorced her. The word Hotsiuha implies it's something they did to her, which means they, the Beisdin, did, and uh, Beisdin only operates with Aden. Beisdin doesn't operate without Aden. Or the other the other possibility is that we could say that uh, the, uh, the these prices that we're asking against Rav takadugo against Rav, but Rav is making rukimta in our Mishnah, and these prices go like a different opinion, like the Shita of Rabbi. Meaning Rav says that you're only allowed to be motzir, you only you only have to force them to get divorced if they're aided. These prices that suggest that you don't need aidim in order to force them to get divorced. Follows the sheet of Rabbi. The Tanya, because the Bryson tells us, Rochel Yotze. If, uh, if a man comes home and he sees the salesman leaving his house, the Rochel is a door to door salesman, he sees him leaving his house, and then he looks inside his house and he sees Vi'isha Chogeris Bisinar, that his wife is getting dressed, she's putting back on her Sinar, which was apparently some type of, uh, of, of, of undergarment that, would, uh, that, that, that uh, has to be tied up, and he sees her putting this on as the Rochel is leaving. Amar Rebbe Hol Mechura Davar He didn't see 
see he didn't catch her having bia, but this doesn't look good. If uh, the Rochel is leaving and then she's she's getting herself dressed as he's leaving, so then Tetzay, he has to, Rebbe says, he has to divorce her. Rok lemalem and akila. If the if he comes back and he sees by his bed and he sees the rocha leaving and he sees on the the canopy over his bed that there's saliva on the canopy, which would only get there if someone was lying face face up underneath and may have spit something. So I'm a rebbe hol mechura davar Rebbe says again that doesn't look good. That sounds like it seems like something was going on with that rochel and therefore he should get divorced. If there are upside down shoes under the bed, Rashi explains that, that someone who's going to be Boal, a woman, will turn his shoes upside down so that anyone who might be able to peek in and see the shoes under the bed won't be able to identify him by his shoes. So he'll keep the shoes uh, upside down, or maybe it's not that not peeking in, but maybe we'll leave a footprint if they were put right side up and the footprint would be unique to him. Whatever the situation is, he has to turn his shoes upside down in order to avoid being identified. So that's Mechor Adavar. If he sees upside down shoes under his bed, Tetzay, then it should get divorced. Ask the Gemara, you see the Rocha leaving and then you see upside down shoes why don't you just check, turn them right side up and look whose shoes they are and then you could figure out if it belongs to the Rochel then you've got a problem and if the shoes don't belong to the Rochel then you either have a bigger problem or you don't have a problem you have to, then, you, then you, could, you could work from there uh, but, but uh, what, how could you just assume it belongs to the, to the Rochel no it doesn't mean that there are actual upside down shoes under the bed it means that the Makom that, it's, that it was clear that whoever was there had put their shoes upside down uh, under the bed. Now they're gone. Now the, those shoes are gone. But bottom line is, this is the shita of Rebbe, that you get divorced based on a call alone, based on, these, uh, based on circumstantial evidence alone. That's enough to get divorced. You don't need edus in order to get divorced. So when we ask Akasha, how can you, Rav, say that the only w- way we're going to force the guy to get divorced is if they're aiding, that it's actually true, that he was bawal her, uh, don't you see in these prices that even without Adim we can force to get divorced? So the Gemara says, "Yeah, that assumes like she does." Rebbe, Rebbe holds even without Adim. Rebbe holds even when it, when when it just looks very bad. That alone is enough reason to uh, to get divorced. Tosos over here discusses uh, in Dibra Maschal Amar Rebbe Hol Mechora Davertetzay the Dibra Maschal that starts on Amar Beis and goes over to Amar Aleph at the end of the Tosos says Vein Letmoa Amai Sharia Kivin Shomeres Tmeya Hashavisa Lenafshe Chaticha Diisura that uh, Tosos discusses that if a woman says Tmeya Ani that uh, could be that she's still going to be Mutter even if she claims that she's uh, that she's Tmeya so he says how could it ever be that a woman's going to say Tmeya Ani and she's going to be Mutter whatever happened to Shavia Nafshe Chaticha the Yisura, that if she agrees that Tmeani, she says that I that I did this crime, that I did this, uh, that I committed adultery. How could it be that we're not going to that we're not going to believe her? So Tal says, "Lo fisharoch chamshin eskalkul anashim litenenem ba'acher verova omros kein meshakros lekach nirlem matiran." That it's an unbelievable svara. Tal says that very often we find that women will lie about things that they did because they're trying to get out of the marriage, so they don't have neamanos on to say that they had committed 
committed adultery if they just figured that saying they committed adultery, because it's possible that they figure that saying they committed adultery is the fastest way out of the marriage, that it's the, uh, it's the easiest way to, to get out. And Rova, the women that say that, are in fact not telling the truth. So even though generally we have a halachic principle, the judgment of the Chachamim, that women don't always, uh, aren't always telling the truth when they say that, is enough to not apply the principle of Shavya Nafshi Chatechud Yisura. That's a Chiddush on a couple of levels. It's a Chiddush because the concept of Shavya Nafshi Chatechud Yisura is a major discussion in the Yachronim what the mechanism of Shavya Nafshi Chatechud Yisura is. If we have no evidence against this person that this person has, uh, that something is Asir, let's say a person says, this meat is, is not kosher, I'm not, this, this meat is a uh, nevela. And uh, the meat has uh, uh, the, all the, the best hashkachas and it's packaged and everything is, and it looks perfect. There's nothing, there's no reason in the world why you would assume that this meat is nevela. Uh, we have no, no logical explanation why this person thinks it's nevela, but we say, That person is not allowed to eat it. The rest of the world is allowed to eat it. It has an OU and it has the haimish hashkachas. It has a, everyone else is allowed to eat it, but that person is not allowed to eat it. Why? Why would that be the case, that that person is not allowed to eat it? What would make something us if it's not us? So that's what some of the Akronim suggest, that maybe Shavya Nafshi Chatechudi Surah doesn't work midin ne'emanus. It's not that the person is believed about the piece of meat. It works midin neder. That just like I can take something that's totally mutter to me. This table is totally mutter banana. There's nothing wrong with it. But I can take a neder that I'm not allowed to get enough from this table. And then it becomes asr banana. So too, Shavya Nafshi Chatechudi Surah is a form of neder. The other possibility is that it's a form of ne'emanus. That I'm believed about myself. Meaning you could tell me with all the proofs in the world that you think this meat is kosher. But if I know that it's not, I'm not allowed to eat it. Because I know that it's not. I'm ne'eman legabe myself. Those are the two ways of understanding it. Now if you say that it's midin neder, so what that she's lying? You could be, it's a lie to say that this table is asabana also. But I could take a neder that it's asabana. If it's midin neder, it shouldn't matter that she lies. This Tosa seems to be a raya that Shavya Nafshi does not work midin neder, but rather it works midin Amanas. Also, it's interesting, the post can discuss there's a, uh, the, the, the Ramah writes in uh, Yeridea, in some Reishman Beis, that a Chacham that gives a Pesachle Iser on a certain uh, Shaila, another Chacham is not allowed to come and be Matir, unless he has, uh, unless he believes that the first Chacham is a Tabit Var Mishnah, that the first Chacham is making a very obvious error. So in the Sefer Beis Lechem Yehuda, he writes in the name of Ramah Pigo that this Din doesn't apply Bismanazeh, that the Din of Chacham Sha'asar, Ein Chacham Chaver Rashi Lahatir, doesn't apply Bismanazeh, no longer applies Bismanazeh. And he quotes from a from a kuntras meshivas mulchamos, where apparently there was a uh, there there was a, a a city in Italy where a certain chacham had housed a mikvah in his house in uh, in a town in in Italy. The community mikvah was in this chacham's house and was under the, a very strict level of kashrus and uh, and was always accepted as a kashra mikvah. Then he had sold this house. Someone else moved in and made some uh, and and had done some work on the on the on the mikvah, made some renovations on the mikvah and the original Chacham had sold his house, said that mikvah is absolutely possible. What they'd done, all the renovations, 
they've absolutely passed the mikvah. He took a sefer Torah in his hand, and he was goes there uh, that, that no one's allowed to be tovel in such a mikvah, and anyone who's tovel in that mikvah is tovel v'sheretz biyado. And the person who bought it said, "No, the mikvah is kosher." And if you were a rabbi in Italy at that time, apparently you had an opinion on this case. Everyone got involved. There were contrasts that were coming out to say that the mikvah was possible. Others coming out to say that it was mikvah, mikvah was kosher. It was a whole terrible story. So in the chuvas are prakasta da anya. He writes that the that when Ramah Pigo says that Chacham Shahora, so one of the one of the things that they had to deal with is this Chacham. Everyone agreed it was Tom Chacham that originally owned the house said that it's Asr. So once he said that it's Asr, it doesn't matter whether it's Mutter or not. Another Chacham doesn't have the authority to come and give a Psak. So they work with this Ramah Pigo, whether a Chacham that, 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 uh, whether that's, that Din still applies Bizman It could be that that Din, like, like he, he suggested, that the Beis Lachim suggested, doesn't apply any, anymore Bizman So he uh, brings a Raya that, 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 uh, that in this case we would be able to be, uh, to be Matir. That uh, he brings a riot from our Tosfos. That uh, Tosfos says that a woman has simanim mochichim, that she was mezana. There were menalim afuchim under the bed, there were upside down uh, shoes under the bed. She doesn't become Asra al unless there are Edim or Kinu Yastira. And even if she says Tamea Anilach, she doesn't become Asura Labaila. Tosfos says, why not? Why wouldn't she become Asura Labaila even if she admits it, even if she says Tamea Anilach? So that's what he said, because Rov Omros came Shakros, she's probably lying, she's trying to get out of the marriage. So therefore, we're still going to be mad to her. So you see that even when you have an Isra of Shavya Nafshi Chaticha Yisura, if the Chachamim see in their judgment that she's only saying it for external reasons, but not because it's really us or it's really true, uh, we're not going to believe her. So he says, maybe the same as Din says the Shuvah Safrakasta Danya, maybe the Din is the same over here. The Chacham, that, that, that when a Chacham asks something, the reason Ein Chaveri Rashi Lahatir is because the first Chacham was Shavya Chaticha Yisura. The first Chacham has now made it a Chaticha Yisura. He has now declared it a Chaticha Yisura. But maybe if we can judge that the reason he's saying this is for some external reason, he's not happy with the renovations, he's not happy with what they've done, maybe he thinks they're being multilas on his mikvah in the first place, but it's not based on a Masa Matan Shal Halacha. His, uh, his Isra is not based on uh, Rayas in Halacha. It's based on some external reason. Maybe in that case we're not going to say Shavya Nafshe. That's assuming also that the Din of Chacham Shasar in is somehow based on Shavya uh, Nafshe and an expanded version of Shavya Nafshe that it doesn't only become Asr for the Chacham but because he's a Chacham he can make it Asr for, uh, for everybody else okay, so further in the Gemara now the uh, we pass them like Rav and we pass them like Rebbe Rav is the one that said that you do not make them get divorced unless there are Edim and Rebbe said you can make them get divorced even if there are no Edim so our whole, our whole point of quoting Rebbe was to show that Rav, who said that Peshat and Armish is only when there are Edim, uh, is, not, is not bothered by the Bryces, because those Bryces go like Rebbe, who disagrees. Rav and Rebbe disagree with each other. That's the whole point. How can you say that Allah is like Rav and that Allah is like Rebbe? Lo kasha. Habakala de Pasik, Habakala de Lo Pasik. It depends how strong the rumors were of this affair that took place. If it's a call of the Pasik, that uh, another another call came out and said that it, that the first call was Sheker, that the first call was uh, was not true. So then it's going to be one story. But if it's a call of the Lo Pasik, the call the, the the original rumor is still strong and the original rumor never went away. So then it's a different story. So the Gemara explains which way call of the Lo Pasik Veleka Edim. 
Kerebi, if it's a color de la it's a very strong call, and there are no aidim that he had uh, that he had done anything wrong. So then it's uh, it's going to be we're going to say like Rebbe that uh, even without aidim, but you have a very strong call, that's enough to say it's mechur adavar and the marriage should end. Color de pasik. If the rumor was not so strong, because another rumor came out saying that the original rumor was sheker viika edim, but there are, there are edim that uh, that testified that he had done this, that this affair happened. Then karav. Then we assume like rav that only because of the edim we're going to make them get divorced. But without any edim, we would not make them get divorced. That's when it comes to a color de pasik. How, how, how long does the rumors have to be, uh, have to hold for it to be considered a call of the low pasik? Amr Abaye, so Abaye says, Amrli Aim, I have a tradition from, from my mother, Domi Demasi Yomo Palka, that if everyone in town is talking about it, the news cycle is a, is a day and a half. If everyone in town is talking about it for a day and a half, that's a call of the low pasik. That's what, that's what Abaye quotes from Aim. Now, uh, whenever Abaye quotes Aim, important to point out, Abaye didn't know his mother. When he quotes Aim, it's not his mother. The Gemara in Kiddushin says about Rabbi Yochanan that Rabbi Yochanan said that uh, fortunate is one who is never faced with the Nisayon of having to do the mitzvah of Kibbutz Aim. It's such a challenging mitzvah to actually live up to the level of covet one has to show their parents. And Rabbi Yochanan himself, the Gemara says, never met his parents. As soon as his mother became pregnant, his father died, and, and his mother died in childbirth. So he never met either one of his parents, and the Gemara says, and Bechen Abaye, Abaye had the same life story, that as soon as his mother became pregnant, his father died, and as soon as he was born, his mother died. Frek the Gemara in Kiddushin, I, but Abaye all over Shah, so he says, Amrali Aim, that Aim told me this, Aim told me that, who's his mom if, uh, if he never knew his mom? So the Gemara says that it's the woman who raised him, he called, he called Aim. That's probably based on uh, what Rashi and Chumash says, what the Gemara says, that call him Agadol Yasum Yisom Sokh Beso, Malalav of that when a person raises the Yasumi, some a person adopts a child and raises a child, it's considered Ki'ilu Yilado, it's considered as if as if uh, they, they, they are the parent of that child. So there are many ways to understand that on the simplest level, that Maimur Chazal just means Ki'ilu Yilado, that you're doing a great mitzvah, you're doing as great a mitzvah as the mitzvah of Puravu, you're doing a great mitzvah by raising a child who doesn't have parents to, to raise them. But the post can apply this even to the mitzvah of Kibra Ve'eim. There's a question whether uh, or whether, whether a child should say Kaddish for an adopted parent, whether a child should observe Avelus for an adopted parent. So the poskim used that, that maybe it's not a Chiyuv Gomor like it would be for a biological parent, but there is a, it's, it's at least a mild, it's at least something that makes sense because it's Kiyu Yilado. In a certain level, they are in fact a parent. In fact, Shlomo Kluger even writes in a tshuva, or I don't know if it's in a tshuva, maybe on the side of the Shulchan Aruch and the Chachma Shlomo, Shlomo Kluger writes that if a, if a couple is uh, unable to have children, they could still partially be mekayim the mitzvah of Puravu by adopting children. Because kol magadol yasem yusom v'tzoch peso is ki'ilu yilado. That that is ki'ilu, that they have, they're having their, their own children. I think there's a maral on Chumash that says that when they started in Mitzrayim, after they original decreed to throw all the Jewish boys into the, uh, into, in, into the river, they then uh, expanded the decree 
for the non-Jewish children. So Rashi says because they saw that uh, that 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 it was a Mitzri child, that it could have been a Mitzri child that's going to lead the Jewish people. Maral says, why would the stars say that it's a Mitzri child that's going to lead the Jewish people? So Maral says because that was after the Basparo adopted Moshe, so he was he was the the son of a Mitzri because Kala Hamagadol Yasim Yisom Besoch Besos Kili Yolado. So you see that he actually Hitaka has a din of a Mitzri. I heard that from Rabbi Isaac Bernstein once on a tape a long long time ago. But that was uh, that's the that, that that that's how seriously we take Kili So Abayi says Amrli Aim. He has this tradition from Aim from his adopted mother. Velo Amran Ela Delo Pasak Beni Beni. Avo Pasak Beni Beni Hapasak. But there are three qualifications of this idea that a call of the Pasak is a day and a half. First of all, it has to be a day and a half straight. It can't be that the that the rumors stop at some point. Second, Velo Amran Ela Delo Pasak Machmas Yira. Avo Pasak Machmas Yira Machmas Yira Hu. But if the, it also has to be that the rumors don't stop as a result of uh, as a result of Yira, meaning if someone intimidated people to stop talking about it, so then that doesn't count as a call of the Pasak. That was pure intimidation. And also, third qualification, You can't believe rumors about people who have a lot of enemies, because enemies will like to start rumors all the time. So if there are rumors that even on Kala Dlo Pasak, it goes for a day and a half, still, if the person has a lot of enemies, we have to assume that that's where those rumors are emerging from, and not from any semblance of truth. We have a Mishnah. If a man divorces his wife because of a Shemra, so he's not allowed to remarry her. Why is he not allowed to remarry? We'll get to that in a second. Also, if he divorces his wife because of a Neder, she had taken the Darin, he's also not allowed to remarry her. Why not? So Rashi explains the reason he's not allowed to remarry her. The Gemara explains in Mishnah's Gittin, the reason he's not allowed to remarry her is that if we let him remarry her, what's going to happen? Reuven is going to divorce his wife. She's now divorce, so she's going to go get remarried. She'll go marry Shimon. If we were to ever allow Ruvain to remarry her, what's to stop Ruvain after this woman is already married to Shimon and has children from Shimon from saying, Oh, I didn't realize that uh, that, uh, that that if I would have known that there was such a thing as a heter for a neder, I never would have divorced her. I thought those nedarim are binding forever, and uh, therefore my divorce, my get was bitos. The whole thing was a mistake, and the whole get is therefore invalid. And therefore, the shimon that she's married to, that marriage is not a marriage because she's nashas ish, and all those children of mamzerim because he has his eyes on her. He wants to, he wants her back. So he so in order to prevent any such situation from happening, we say, listen, Ruvain, you're divorcing your wife because of a neder, the Allah is, you will never ever get her back. That's the Allah. You're not allowed to remarry her. Once he knows that, once he realizes that, he'll have no motivation to make up these stories that had I known that there's a heter for the neder, I never would have, he's never going to call his original get into question. The same is true with Shemra, that, uh, that the same reason, we're afraid that she's going to get remarried and there's going to be a call on the original laws that it was Sheker and he's going to have Charata that he divorced her and he'll say had I known that the, those rumors that she had cheated on me uh, were very questionable and may not have been true I never would have divorced her so we say listen you want to divorce your wife Mishum Shemra make sure you're sure about it because you're never going to be able to remarry her okay so he has to divorce her and he's not allowed to re- when he divorces her he's not allowed to remarry her what if he does remarry her 
does he then have to divorce her? Meaning, it's one thing to say, Lechachila, he can't remarry her. But the Eved, he did remarry the woman that he had divorced, Mishum Neder, Mishum Shemra. Does he have to divorce her again now? Amalei Tanina. Well, that's our Mishnah. Hanit Mitachas Yado, Afal Pisha Kanas Yotzi. That if a man, uh, there was an accusation that a, that a woman was, uh, was, was cheating on her husband, and the Boel then marries her, we force him to divorce her. So so this should be the same thing. Just like in that, in the case of our mission, the Boel is not allowed to marry her, and if he does, we force him to divorce her. So too over here, the husband is not allowed, to, the original husband is not allowed to remarry her, so we should force him to divorce her. The Gemara says, no, there are three major differences between our Mishnah and this case. Number one, Amalei Midami. Hasam Hotzi Uha Vahacha Hotzi Over there, they forced her to get divorced. Over here, this guy himself chose to get divorced. Meaning in the case where she had Nedarim or Motzi, or there was a Shemra, that was his own choice to divorce her. Rabbi Rav Nachman says, yeah, but that's his girsa in the Mishnah also, that the husband was Motzia, not that, that, uh, that there were Edim that with a Bezdin therefore forced him to divorce her in the first place. So, but still a second difference. In, in the Mishnah's case, we're talking about the Boel who married her illegally, having to divorce her. Over here we're talking about the Baal, the original husband. Yeah, why should that make a difference whether it's the Baal or the Baal they're both not allowed to remarry her so if they're both not allowed to marry her they should both have the same din if they do marry her that shouldn't matter so the Gemara says no but a third difference when the, in the case of our, of our Mishnah where this man was the Baal and he's going he's gonna to marry her that's only going to strengthen the original rumors about her meaning the original rumors that she cheated on her husband with this man and now the man marries her so that's scandalous everyone's gonna just just gonna strengthen the rumors so maybe in that case we say you better divorce her but over here the uh, by the husband remarrying her it's going to lessen the original rumors the original rumors whether she was uh, that, uh, that, uh, uh, that she was she took in the darim or that there was a motzi shemra there was a shemra against her but if the husband's willing to forgive her it must be that the, those rumors weren't so strong that that must not have been the truth New Mishnah. So now this Mishnah is going to talk about who's believed to say that a woman's husband is out of the picture and then be allowed to marry her. Can the guy who, 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 uh, who tells us that this woman's husband is out of the picture and, and ends her first marriage essentially, then marry that woman. Someone was a shliach to bring a get from far away from the woman's husband. And he certifies the get. He says that I saw it being written, I saw it being signed. That man, that shliach is not allowed to marry that woman. Mace, but if the guy comes and he says, Your husband is dead, or Heraktiv, I killed your husband, or Heragnuhu, my group of Chevra killed your husband, Lo Ishto, he's also not allowed to marry her. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Heraktiv Lotinasa Ishto, if he says he killed her, he can't marry he can't marry the wife, but Haragnuhu Tinasa Ishto, but if he says we killed her, then he can marry the wife. Wife, he says that that I killed her, can he not marry the wife? So Rashi explains 
that, uh, that, that it's not just that he can't marry the wife, no one's allowed to marry the wife if he says that he killed her, because we don't believe his angels at all. We don't believe that the husband is dead. The guy saying, I killed her, we don't believe that that, that, that could happen, because you can't say about yourself that, that you're a Russia, so we don't believe it at all, and then she's not allowed to get remarried at all. That's the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda, the way Rashi explains it. We'll see in the Gemara. Says Gemara, The man is bringing a get in the first case of the Mishnah. He's bringing a get from the husband and giving it to the wife. The only reason we don't allow this man to marry the woman is because when you bring a get from Medina Siyam, the get is not considered valid unless you say In general, a get has to be You need to uh, certify the shtar. The only thing is, because it's impossible to certify a shtar that comes from a foreign country, where are you going to find Edim to certify the shtar? So we believe the shliach himself to certify it, even though he's only one person, <coughs> to just say, So we're putting a lot of stock in the words of the shliach, because we're putting so much stock in what he's telling us, that's why he's not allowed to marry her. We're relying on him so heavily. But if uh, if the get is brought in Eretz Yisrael, where there is no Befalei Nechtam, Befalei Nechtam, he doesn't have to say such a thing. We could just be Mekayim the get normally. We put no stock into what he's saying. The get is kosher anyway. Then he is allowed to marry her. But wait a second. What about when he comes and reports that the husband is dead? We're not relying on what he's saying when, when we allow her to get remarried. He's only one aide. Why is it that we allow the woman to get remarried? The only reason we allow her to get remarried is because we assume she did her own research and that she's careful to make sure that her husband is in fact dead before she gets remarried. And yet it still says that this guy who claims that the husband is dead, even though we're not really relying on him, still he's not allowed to marry the uh, the woman. Why is that any different than bringing a get in Eretz Yisrael where we're not really relying on him and uh, and yet we say that... that, that uh, that in that case he may marry the woman and says Gemara when you have a get in your hand that's uh, that's pretty strong evidence that there is uh, that there is a divorce going on between the husband and the wife so granted where uh, so there's much more reason by the case where he brings a get in Eretz Yisrael where he has the get that that uh, to, to assume that the that he that he's not biased in any way and that he's allowed to marry this woman that's the difference between Get and Misa. The Gemara says in, uh, in, in a couple of places in Shas that even women who are not believed to say that a woman's husband died are believed to bring her Get. What's the difference? If a woman, is, uh, a woman has it out for her, the Gemara says there are certain relationships that are by definition typically contentious. A mother-in-law, daughter-in-law relationship, a Tzara relationship, as one could probably imagine if a man has multiple wives, that is somewhat of a contentious relationship. So even though those relationships are not believed to say that the husband died because they have, uh, they have a stake in it, we're, we're afraid that they're, that they're going to be lying about it, but they are believed to bring a get. Well, maybe they forged the get. Maybe no, once you have a document that tells you that there's probably a divorce here, and you just need a little bit. You don't need that much Nehemanas to be able to, to bring a get. So the same over here. If the guy is bringing a get in Eretz Yisrael, and we don't rely on his Befalei he's going to be allowed to marry that woman. But if he claims that the, that the husband is dead, then he's not going to be allowed to marry that woman because he doesn't have the physical document in hand. We said that if the guy comes and says that the husband is dead or I killed him or we killed him, he's not allowed to marry the woman. 
who knew the law you says he's not allowed to marry the woman. Holy but she can get married to someone else. If a man says that I was that I was raped by another man, he and another witness can testify against that other man and get him killed for Mishkov Zachar. But if he says Liritzoni, he was Roveami, but I was a willing participant, then Russia Russia Then he's a Russia, we don't believe him at all. You have to throw the Russia out of court, we're not going to believe anything that he says. So Wait a second. How come when in our Mishnah when he says Haraktiv, a guy says, I killed your husband? We do believe him in the sense that she's now allowed to marry someone else. Why is it any different than saying Ploni Ravani Laritsoni? Says Marvachite Mashani Aidus Isha Dakilabarabanan. And if you can say, well, Aidus Isha is different to allow a woman not to be in Aguna to remarry, maybe you were extra lenient. Bahamar of Menasha, Gazlan de Devrain Pashla Edusisha, Gazlan de Devrain Torah, Pashla Edusisha. That if someone is a Psulda, Raisa, if someone is a Gazan on a Drabadan level, they gamble or something like that, so then they're kosher for Edusisha. But someone who's Pasal Midar Raisa, someone who's a Gazan Midar Raisa, is Pasal for Edusisha as well. So if this guy's saying that he killed the husband, he should be Pasal for Edusisha also. Answers Gemara Neymar of Menasha da Amar Krav Yehuda. We have to assume that Rav Menasha's that that Rav Menasha's shita is going like uh, like, like Rav Yehuda. That uh, that that Rav Menasha said that a Gazlan midaraisa is pasulei desisha assumes like Rav Yehuda says in the Mishnah that if the guy claims that he killed her, then he can't then then he can't marry her. And uh, Rav Menasha would hold that the reason is because it, according to what he's saying, he's a rotzeach and he's pasulei even for and the Rabbanan hold that uh, that he can marry her hold that even if he says that uh, that he's a rotzeach and that he killed her um, and it's possible in Torah but still the woman is going to be allowed to get remarried because that's a special kula for edusisha meaning we had a machlokus in the Mishnah Rabbi Yudah and the Rabbanan so you're right that Rabbi, what what, what uh, we're saying what Rabbi Nasha says is against the Rabbanan Rabbi Nasha follows the shita of Rabbi Yudah the Gemara says no Amalek Rabbi Nasha Anadamri Afilu Rabbanan Rabbi Nasha could say I might even tell you that even like the Rabbanan. I who say that a Gazan Midaraisa is possible for Edusisha might even be going like the Rabbanan who say that if a guy claims he killed the husband, the woman is allowed to get remarried. The time the Rabbanan Hacha the reason the Rabbanan say that when the man claims to have killed the husband, the woman is allowed to get remarried, even though he's a Russia, is along the lines of what Rava taught us. A person is a Karov to himself and he's not believed to make himself a Russia, and therefore he's not considered an aid against himself, he's, uh, he's, 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 he's a baldover, he's not an aide, so his hoda, his admission, doesn't help to make himself a rasha, like it, like it would to be mechaev himself mamon. So since he's not neman on himself to make himself a rasha, we are mechabal what he says, that the other guy, uh, that, the, that the husband is dead. I, but we, we, the fact that that uh, that he that he of the Russia means we're not believing him that he killed the husband. So why would believing him that the husband is dead? That's the concept of palgin on dibura that we're willing to say we're going to believe half of your testimony, not the other half. You say the husband is dead because you made him dead. We believe that he's dead. We don't believe that you made him dead. Russia, but we do believe that he's in fact dead. Should we then say that Rav Yosef, who said that when a guy says he's not believed because 
he's a Russia, and we don't believe a Russia. So maybe that's Damak Rabbi Yehuda. He has, he's only going like the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda that when the husband claims that he had killed the uh, when, when the man claims he had killed the husband, he's not believed, and the woman is not allowed to get remarried because he's a Russia. So maybe we can lock in the sheet of Rav Yosef to go in Dafka with the sheet of Rav Yehuda. Amlach Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef would respond, no. I even go like the sheet of the Rabbanan. Vishayni edus isha ta'kilu barabbanan. Edus isha, where you testify that a woman's husband is dead, we're extra makel, we allow even psuli edus to be believed about edus isha. Even people who are apostle in the Torah, we allow for uh, for edus isha. So if he says that he killed the woman's husband, that's enough to allow her to uh, to get remarried, even though we are not palgina dibura, and we say that he's a rasha. But even a rasha is believed. Even a rasha is going to be believed about edus isha. So it turns out Rav Menashe da Amar Kirab Yehuda. Rav Menashe says that a gazlan midaraisa is apostle for edus isha is only like Rav Yehuda who says that when the guy claims to uh, to, to have killed the husband. The woman's not allowed to get remarried because uh, would not be, we would not apply Palgina Dibura. And if the guy claims he's a Russia and we're going to believe him, so then uh, then she's not going to be allowed to get remarried at all, according according to, to anybody. Uh, so the Mishnah went on to say, Haraktiv, that if the, the guy claims that he had killed him, the woman's not allowed to get remarried, but Haragnuhu Tinase. But if he claims we killed him, meaning it was a group of people that killed him, then she is allowed to get remarried. What's the difference whether he says, I killed him or we killed him? Either way, he's a Russia. So it should be the same. No, he's not saying that he participated in the murder. He's saying that he was with the Chevra that had killed, but he didn't actually do, any, do the killing. He was just there as they were, uh, as they were doing the killing. As Tosus points out, he doesn't actually have to say that. It's... It's, uh, it's, it's, even though he said Haragnuhu, it's Nasekaomer Aniyayisiyam Haragav. We treat it like he said, I was with the killers, but not that he actually has to say it. Fatanya, we have a Bryce that supports this, this Fatanya's Benichusa. One time a guy was about to be taken out to be, to be executed. Uh, as a criminal in Kaputkia, Vamalahem Luchu Imrula Laisha Shimon Ben Kohen, Ania Rakti as Baila, Biknisasi Lulud, Vamila Biknisasa Lulud. And he quickly gave instructions to people please go tell this woman, a certain woman, that I killed her husband, that her husband is dead, that when I was coming into Lud once, I saw the husband and I killed her husband. And based on that testimony, they allowed the woman to get remarried. They said, Misham Raya, you think that's a Raya, that you're going to be able to believe someone who said that he killed the husband? No, that's not a Raya, because that was the case where he said, I was with the Hargav, not that he himself had killed. If he himself had killed, we wouldn't believe him. No, he was just saying that I was with the group that had killed him. But it says that he was taken out to be killed because he was a Listim. No, he was arrested together with other Listim because he was hanging out with a bad Hevra. But he wasn't a Listim. He wasn't a bandit who would kill anybody. This is just a person who was being executed because he was accused of, of being a Listim. But it says they were going to kill him. Obviously, they had evidence against him that he had done some terrible things. It can't be that they were going to kill him if all he did was, uh, was be in the wrong place at the wrong time, was have, have the wrong kinds of friends. If he didn't do any crime, and this wasn't in a basin Shal Yisrael. This was in a basin of Avdei Kachavim. They don't care so much. They're not, they're not as careful 
to uh, to ascertain whether he actually participated in the crime. Even if he didn't participate in the crime, they were going to kill him. That's why this guy is believed. This guy never actually killed anybody. He never claimed to kill anybody. He was just saying that the husband was killed by his chevra when they were together. And uh, this guy is being killed by the secular authorities because of uh, the company that he kept. No Mishnah. If a chacham says that a woman's nether is binding and that therefore makes her usher to her husband, that chacham is not allowed to marry that woman. It would look very fishy if that chacham who then told her that she's not allowed to be with her husband anymore would go and marry that woman. But if she did miyun or chalitza in front of him and he was one of the members of a bezdin where she got rid of her husband by doing miyun or chalitza got rid of a zika by doing chalitza and he was just one of the members of the basin he's allowed to marry her because it wasn't all on his shoulders it was all basin that was involved hahitira yisa'ana it sounds like if this Chacham was matir the neder and therefore allowed her to be with her husband, then if she subsequently gets divorced, he is allowed to marry her. But my ask, you know, what's the case exactly? If he was the only one to be matir the neder, well, that doesn't make any sense. Can you have one person be matir the neder? You need three people for a taras nedarim. So what? When we say it was three people? Well then, Michashidi. If there were three people, why would he be chashur over here? Meaning, if the case that the Mishnah says that if this chacham asered the neder, then he's not allowed to marry her. If he was matir it, then he is allowed to marry her. If the case that we're talking about is that he was one of a three mem- one member of a three member in, why would we ever say it's asr for him to marry her? Isn't that more like the seifa of the Mishnah? That if he serves on a Beisdin where she does chalitza, he is allowed to marry her because he's just one of the members of the Beisdin? And it's more the olam b'chav. Now the case of the neder is a case where he is the one and only judge. And the, uh, the, the, the uh, I, we said one and only judge, cannot be matir neder. He can be not matir neder if he's a yachid mumcha. So, uh, so that, that, that's the case where we say that if he was, if he was asserted her, then he's not allowed to marry her. But if he was matir her, then he is allowed to marry her. Okay, tomorrow we'll pick up at the two dots.